We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Wyndham Championship, the conclusion of the PGA regular season, the last chance to get one of your top 70 seeds to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's the picks, it's the bets, it's the one and done. My show with Tambo canceled this week. Fortunately, Ben Raza stepping up and in to quote Gabe Morenci for the DraftKings pick show in the final bets this week that will be out on Wednesday morning and then on tuesday on thursday we've got running back rankings wide receiver rankings with chris meany in studio listeners league link not yet available at the moment to me once i get it i will put it in the video version of the show i might even tweet it out as well just to make sure that it fills it might be the last one of the year not quite sure on that yet because the week one pricing has dropped which means i need to start filling the week one listeners league which is also a link I do not have. Smash a like while you're here. Jeff Feinberg on the line. I saw that you had a very nice weekend getaway. Look beautiful. Yes. Yes. Very lovely. Uh, and you know what? People are like, where is that? Where is that? That's literally like a hundred minutes north of the city. So lovely. Uh, so I wasn't too far, but I watched very little golf. But it's Monday morning, Pat. And guess what? Still feeding the meter. Got to feed the meter. Uh, but just getting roasted like Victor winning Memorial. And then me having my like ultimate fun week at the Canadian open since then, it's just been, I've been deaf. I've been deaf and we're feeding this meter and I'm dreading because I'm getting nothing back from the golf. What I'm going to have to feed that meter with before like week one, if something doesn't pop for God's sakes, but Hey, another touchdown win. Congrats. Like 80, hundred to one. But uh, yeah, my pockets are empty at the moment. 
Would have been nice to be there after I specifically highlighted Lee Hodges on the research show last week. Just didn't end up anywhere near that in terms of the betting curve. I saw a few people cash some big Lee Hodges tickets, so congratulations to everyone out there for that. But yeah, let's get into the Wyndham. This seems like one that we should be good at. We've had some heartbreaking moments at this tournament over the years. Like I think we had two guys in that six-man playoff two years ago. I can't remember if you had Tom Kim or not a year ago. I did not, but I know that a lot of people I, were on that bandwagon. We had Billy Horschel when he gagged it down the stretch of Jim Herman that year. We had Henley that year with the six-man playoff. He missed the playoff by a stroke after basically leading the entire third and fourth round. I hit Siwoo here like eight years ago. That was nice. Yeah, my only fun, it's been really ugly memories. I had, I had, um, geez, the good player last year that couldn't beat Tom Kim, Sung Jay. Yeah. So that, like, I felt like I was going to, you know, nip the rookie that one. Nope. Uh, I don't know that I was on Adam Scott when he missed a two footer here for a win or a four footer. But as you all know who watched this, I'm a big fan. So that one stung. And the only real good memory I have of the Wyndham. Was silly enough when Davis Love won. Clearly, I wasn't smart enough, or I don't know any human that saw that. That was like, okay, that let me like totally know Tiger was gonna like be totally fine in that version of the Tiger comeback. And I didn't mean like win the Masters, but it's like when people still doubted. And when we started our show, Pat, for years, that might have been like the Tiger mugshot with the painkillers on the road years. And like the beginning of or the end of the spinal back fusion, like anytime we said Tiger would win again, we got like so many negative comments. So I remember that Davis Love win being like, okay, Tiger's for sure winning again. But other than that, I don't win shit at the Wyndham. Let's try to win this time around. So did you see any of the 3M? Because I was was watching because I was away with my kids. We ended up calling the trip short due to behavior problems uh, on Saturday afternoon. So I was actually home on Sunday. Oh, and I, well, you know how it is. Uh, they're just too young. Uh, if we had just had one of them, it would have been fine with the two of them who both did not want to do the same thing at any time. We did go to Oak Island. So if you're fans of the show, mm-hmm. Curse of the Curse of Oak Island, I am now an expert on all of this stuff. It's all phony baloney, by the way. Just, there's nothing there. It's just, it's a way for that location to try to get tourist money. That's, that's it. That's all there is to it. Uh, in case you wanted the inside info on what it is. Although they really try to prop it up like it's a real thing. So I actually watched a bunch on Saturday evening and then most of the round on Sunday until Lee Hodges made an eagle on 12. And I was like, all right, there's enough of this. I, I don't have Lee Hodges. I don't have JT posted. I have Fina who can't make a fucking putt. So yeah, I'm going to turn this off and do something else. I didn't see any specifically on the weekend. Uh, I watched a bit of the TV coverage Thursday, Friday, but I didn't see anything this weekend. I could have watched yesterday afternoon, but I had no interest. You do need to give yourself some off weeks because you're going to have you know, 22 Sundays in a row that are filled with football. If there's ever tournaments to take off, I really like the Wyndham and I actually really like the course of the 3M as well. That uh, it, it, it's a shitty part of the schedule just because everyone's kind of like we're doing this every single week. I can't imagine people that are casual to watching golf that they have any interest in the 3M whatsoever. Yeah, but it's just sort of like this clockwork. I'm sure people just naturally put on the golf Saturday, Sunday afternoon. They know to go and they could see the end of the tournament. I'm sure most people are, again, not to like take anything away from Hodges, but it's the same thing as the Open. I'm not comparing the tournaments, but just in the sense it's just not entered. 
we like to see the nerviness that comes with winning a golf tournament, even the casuals. And that can be a very exciting course with nerviness, you know, with nerves and, and all that water. But when that's just, when there are no nerves that really are needed on display, and I don't want to diminish, you know, what, what those guys are feeling trying to win the tournament and that money. But I think everyone gets what I mean from hardcore to casual. Um, without that, it just, it's totally uninterested. That being said, I, I was just dead everywhere, Pat, like dead. Like anything I did in golf got murdered last week. Yeah, I should have heeded the advice of Tambo and not played Sam Bennett and just played basically <laughs> anyone else at his price range on DraftKings who made the cut. Because if I had had a player who made the cut in the Sam Bennett spot in my lineup, I would have won the PME Open, which would have been nice. But the the five of six wasn't cutting a nice cashback, but uh, not not quite the five K I was looking for <laughs> on that. I mean, I had Lee Hodges, Finau, Streelman, Higo made a nice little run at the end. It was all setting up really well. And then there's Sam Bennett just to sing the entire thing that sucks and not to get uh kind of off topic and i could have looked this up is it back-to-back weeks of the same field at the saint jude and the bmw like because we were not chopping the field anymore no it chops to 50 for the bmw okay so it's 70 yeah, those 50, are, yeah. and i lo- like next week we always would say like that second leg of the fedex cup is arguably the best event of the year like in terms of field strength and deserving to be there. Um, yeah, I'm sure the boards will have our knees cut out from us. And then a 50 man field, you know, that'll be chopped. And then we're at the tour championship. The only thing that's, I don't want to be this sour puss. Like other than the Ryder cup, like golf season feels like it's dead to me right now. No, you're, you're not, you're not die on, already. You're not on board with uh, what's going on here for live. Oh, the Greenbrier is live this yeah. week. That'll be fun. I love that. Uh, I saw they just had a collection of guys outside of Cam Smith at 12 to 1, 14 to 1. Even Thomas Peters, who I don't, he's not done anything. He's down to 25. You can still get him My at 30. Favorite, you, you can get him at 33 if you want to. Sure. I don't even know. I want to. When Liv initially started, they released these like YouTube vignettes, Pat. They were not to say they were like those. 80s early 90s wrestler vignettes but they were really in-depth looked at the characters and they brought the reeds reed and family in tow to the greenbrier and it is still maybe one of my favorite pieces of golf content the opulence that they trotted themselves around in this horse and carriage like like she's the goddamn queen of england i i'm a, i i am so fascinated with them in in a positive way i would look i don't know about positive way i'm just hyper fascinated i enjoy reed i was hoping to bet reed but i don't know that i can bet him at 12 to 1 i mean we cash in neiman ticket at the Greenbrier once do we just go back to neiman i don't know has he done anything like no he idea. has been taylor gooch is really the only player on live from that secondary tier like the high ends really showed their way in majors this year they answered any questions Yes, not all of them were perfect, but for the most part, the high-end live players really answered the bell as it pertains to questions about majors. But it was that like Mito Neiman answer tier of golfer that literally just like evaporated into dust this year. 
Um, so I don't, I have no idea do, what do, to make of any of those guys. Do, do you think it has anything to do with the younger players and what we've seen? You have your established guys who've been rich for a very long time. They go get their money and they continue to play well, or they have an off week here, off week there. And Brooks finds his game again. Once he ends up getting healthy, Cam Smith starts making waves. Reed plays well, basically every single week. There's that part of it. And then you have like your other kind of goobers, like Charles Howe ended up winning an event. Um, like Brennan Grace has started to play a little bit better. Stenson won his first events, like veteran players. But the guys that you're all talking about, Mito, Neiman, Answer, the second wave of guys who are all, you know, I have no idea how old Answer is. I'm going to assume he's like 28 or 30 or something like that. But Mito and Neiman specifically, uh, and even Peters to an extent, still somewhat on the younger side that like, hey, we know like 20 million bucks. This rules. Yeah, they got paid for not in a way that... um some of those really high-end players were used to getting paychecks that had nothing to do with golfing in the sense. Like, they were getting money. They were getting paid regardless of how they finished in tournaments. And that was probably something that some of those guys just weren't particularly used to. I would say I saw 40-1 to 1 on Henrik Stenson, Pat. And he was top live at the Open. And he talked – I don't want to say he talked shit, but there was like this piece – the week of the open that he's like still pissed about how things went down at the Ryder cup. And he wants to show people and relative to live odds, I, I guess if it's going to get away from the really good players, I didn't bet it, but 40 to one on Stenson didn't seem that bad at the I, mo in the moment. I, I don't think that you're alone on that. Cause he's dropped down to 30 in most places now. So oh. yeah, some of the values gone That's on it. old King Henrik, but that answers 32, by the way, in case people were, were wondering, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Lee Hodges for Rome. <laughs> Every time someone wins, like put put him in Rome. I um I went back in at a plus one ninety at Philip Rivers, which I felt really silly about, and I had to bet it kind of harder than I wanted in the sense that it's in two freaking months. I'm not betting a hundred dollars to win a hundred and ninety for something that's happening in two months. I'll just be happy winning. 165 or something the week up instead of letting you have my money but i did it i bet it again um and i like it i like how it's shaping up but that's my problem i'll get got because i don't respect certain things that are happening with the big picture of usa at the moment what don't you respect i just mean at plus 190 pat i feel like again that is a number that is what that is the number that was there at Christmas. And a lot has changed a lot on so many levels. Like, I don't even want to bring the whole show into it because you could discuss it on so many levels. Um, and not to say the team isn't great. They deserve to be favored. But now, like, the season's essentially over. And who like who are the guys on the USA team, Pat, that actually won a golf tournament this year? That's interesting to think about. Brooks, Harmon, Wyndham yeah. Clark. It, it, it's Ricky. Exactly. Like, they're all great players, and they'll be great teammates. And I'm not here to pick on – I'm not looking to pick on a match where Xander and Cantley are teammates. Um, and I maybe even still look to bet them in props as top USA score. But I am – I don't know. I just feel as good about the top on Europe as I do about the top on USA with Rom, Rory, and Vic, and the middle tier, I'm the loser that trusts those guys. I'm the guy that bets Fleetwood. I'm the guy that bets Hatton. 
to win tournaments. Hey, you bet on Fitz. Hey, sakes. you bet on Fitz, and he did win a tournament when you bet on him. Okay, yeah, exactly. So I actually like trust the the, the next tier, and uh, maybe it is the back end where it would be weaker. But as we know, for a potpourri of reasons, things just might be more even on the back end, even with Europe going in a different direction. So it's more like this number. It just seems like it's the number relative to the U S firing on all cylinders when they're clearly not. Now that doesn't mean they can't win, but in closing, as you sort of pointed out for months on end where I was flip-flopping on it, the Europe Europeans always sort of hold, they always make it a fight at home. So I'll take that price knowing it'll be a fight. Make it a fight at home. The U S hasn't won in Europe since 1993. I, I said that poorly. You sort of, uh, you articulated to me earlier, like there's no way it's not going to be close. So if it's going to be close, I'm taking this number. Yeah. And I decided a couple weeks ago and I keep throwing, throwing nibbles at it. Just like me and the girls feeding the ducks on the dock. Just th- keep throwing the crumbs. Well, some of them are bigger than crumbs. Some big crackers getting launched in the water. When we think I'm in. It's two months away. It's too far. It's it's too it's too far. It's not like inside a month where you can hold my money. I hate it, but I'm in. And it's the only golf thing I'm excited about left for freak's sakes. Are you worried about not worried that because we still have, like you said, two months to go. We're gonna have the FedEx Cup playoffs. It does seem like Justin Thomas, unless he, I guess, wins this week at the Wyndham or gets himself into the playoffs where he can make a run, he's essentially off the team. Like I no, believe there, there's no good argument for him at this point. Yeah, I believe he is off the team. Um, and I was maybe one of the later adopters, but once we sort of had that round at the open, it was over for me. Like there's just no kind of coming back from it. Um, it, I, yeah. I mean, there's there's, a, there's, exactly. there's there's most definitely something he can come back from. He plays well at the Wyndham, and then he plays really well, at gets himself into the playoffs, plays well at St. Jude. They just need to see life from Justin Thomas, and then he will be back on the team. It's just he may have run out of opportunities if he doesn't get himself in the playoffs, and then there's no chance for him to do anything like that. And this Harmon thing has really messed everything up for the back end, because like Homa, like are we sure, are we sure Cam Young is on the team? I'm not sure of anything. I'm sure Spieth's on the team. Okay, yes. Speed and, Spieth and Spieth Finau more. are on the team. I don't know about Finau. This is the whole point that I was trying to circle back to. Are we positive Finau's on this team? I am. Why? They can't completely overhaul it. He's played good enough. No, I he has like he's he, not played good enough. He no, I mean he hasn't played good enough. He hasn't done what he hasn't bottomed out what JT has, but maybe you'd argue he doesn't have the equity that JT would have had in the first place. Um, Five-star locker room, veteran presence, which this team is lacking a bit of in some respects. I think he is there. I would take anything plus money on that. In 2023, so far, he was seventh. He, he won He won in Mexico and he won in Houston at the end of last year. So now it's been, he has two wins in the past 12 months because we've just finished the 3M where he had won the previous year. So he won those two events. But since the, since Phoenix, he has two finishes inside the top 20. 
And they don't have guys to take ahead of them. Well, they do. That's what I'm kind of thinking this time around. Like you talk about veteran presence. Like why isn't Keegan one of those guys? I don't think Keegan outduels Finau, but there's still three big weeks of golf. Sure. So at this moment, Keegan does not have Finau's spot. He should. Finau would have to dumpster fire in. I mean, Finau is dumpster firing, and Keegan's been playing great for two years now. But Finau still gets a finish on paper from yesterday. Sure, he gets a T7. That's great. I mean, Keegan just won, went out and won an elevated event. So, I mean, the, the thing is, when you play in the Ryder Cup, you know, Lee Hodges isn't on the other side of you, and you're coming T7. Every time that we get Tony Finau in one of these good fields, he's absolute dog shit. Ex- excellent Ryder Cup player. Excellent teammate. Um, I, I get it. Like, there's a case. There's a fair argument to be make made. I don't think the U.S. can say goodbye to all of these guys. But again, part of my excitement about maybe my Europe bets is I'm certain Finau's on that team, but he is not playing as well as he should be. As a lot of Americans are not playing as well as they should be, period. By the way, they're on that team. Great Ryder Cup player, Tony Finau, is three and three lifetime in the Ryder Cup. I guess he beat Rom in singles. So I was like, I'm the best. Like when Weir beat Woods in singles at that President's Cup? Yeah, it's Royal Montreal going yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think they have enough to, to leave Finau at home. Call me crazy, but Morikawa has done more than Finau? I would say so, yeah. Okay. Like I mean, yeah, he's got a, some second place, but Fino's got two wins in 12 months. Even Morikawa's not showing up to the Houston Open and the Mexico Open. Okay, but I'm talking about, like, Ryder Cup standings. Morikawa's ahead of him in the Ryder Cup standings. Fino's down to 18th in the Ryder Cup standings. <laughs> What's Morikawa at? Uh, 11. Fina, yes, no Fina, one is Fino is no currently one... behind Will Zalatoris in the standings. No one is playing as well as they should be. And sure, open it up. Like I part of that bet that I keep making is like maybe Keegan is on this team. Like that plays to it. And maybe they are perfect course fits and I'll eat it. But I'm getting the best numbers out there on the side I've decided I want to bet. Because again, some places still have it priced like it's Christmas. And these conversations show it ain't. It ain't Christmas right now. And it's coming soon. Not soon enough. Fuck, I wish they were playing it next week, Pat. Yeah, that would be really <laughs> nice. Like, I, I'm with you on, I like the European side right now, especially at the odds, but we can't pretend that no matter who the back four guys that the U.S. takes, they aren't going to be substantially better than the four back guys. Like, we can say, hey, Moronk won oh. at the Italian Open. He's a great courser. He's also fucking Adrian Moronk. I am not, okay, I need to clarify in my excitement. I am not saying that. But I am saying the back four is weaker than it's been. Like, it, it just, it's coming in more wobbly. And now we can get to the FedEx Cup and a dude can go full Billy Ho. And I just mean that like it's a dude we like, go full Billy Ho. And we're like, Fuck yeah, Morikawa, four. Let's go. Cantley returns and he's like an ace now. Boring as shit, but, but maybe. So there's still a lot of big golf that can like flip the vibe heading into this thing but there's not a ton of golf left and I am I've I've continued to plant my my flag. Yeah. But I, hey, it can lose, but here's the best part of when it loses, Pat. Just get lost in like the week 4 Ls. 
just get lost in it. It's true. So like, I, I'm looking at it now. Like you have the top six, and we'll see who ends up playing through the FedEx Cup and getting their automatic berth as being inside the top six. But Homa, Spieth, Morikawa, and Ricky are all on the team, at least in my mind. Those four. So then you have Cam Young, Keegan, Sam Burns, Thomas, Denny, Finau, Kurt Kitayama for your last two spots between those guys. And unless Kitayama wins something, he's not the guy. But like Denny's been playing good enough that if he if he can get his breakthrough, even fuck if it's this week at the Wyndham, it's really gonna push him up. It could very well be this week, and maybe it does push him up. And in some way, as we've joked, that this like weird dynamic that's happened with Team USA golf with Keegan and and Wyndham and and now what could be Denny, they'd almost be ideal course fits. But on paper, it would be like a vibe for Europe, I think. I'm also uh, and as you explain and as you just talk through that, Pat, like, man. <laughs> and that being said, the back four of Europe could still produce nothing. And that is very possible. It's true. And I, I'm starting to get the sense that Aberg is not going to be on this team. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more still to play. I'm happy no. when I asked for an odd. They only gave me plus 175, which is like, bro, you don't like I wasn't that crazy. Is like, the- I'll just bet him. At, I'll just bet him to win these tournaments at shitty odds. Are, are you sure that there's that much time for him to play himself on the team because he plays this week unless he wins, he's not in the FedEx cup. So he's gone. And then for the European tour, like what's coming up for the European tour? I don't think I did. I don't think I said that he still has time to play his way on to the team. Oh, that's what I thought you were saying. I said, I still might. uh, Well, I don't like the course fit this week, but I didn't like it at John Deere and I didn't bet him there. And he might be course when he's on, he feels like he is kind of course proof. There's a lot of weird things with Europe, Pat, like, out of a total, let's just say out of a total miracle, a dude like Alex Noren wins this week. Like, is he on the team? Probably. Yeah. I bet so him. there's still I, a lot I, to spoiler, play I bet him at the Wyndham Championship, so I, I oh. hope that he wins this week. <laughs> okay, spoiler. I haven't seen any of your research content. Like, I, I'm just golf. I'm kind of golf sad at the moment, if you watch the first, like, 10 minutes of this show. Um, okay, so that was maybe a bad... Oh, sure. No, it's a fair question. I just had no idea. I'm kind of surprised to hear you uh, on Alex Noren. That's why maybe I thought that was a fair comment. The funny thing with Europe, though, Pat, is like they're still not deep enough in the sense that if Justin Thomas was European, there's almost nothing he could do that he wouldn't be on the team. True. He'd be a part of that. I mean, I, I think that Shane Lowry is a good comp for him. Lowry's having a slightly better year, but Lowry hasn't been great by any means, but he's on the team. Yeah, there would still just be there would still be no conversation for which he wasn't um, coming. So that still shows that there is a gap. As much as I've spoken about this thing, there's still like a disparity between the teams. I don't know. Chief Feinberg value hunter, chief value hunter here is uh, I think there is time at some of the books that have not adjusted it. They haven't adjusted it. I still lose on the tie. I don't think that'll ever happen. Aberg will need to go play one of the most of the four events on the DP World Tour after this week. There's the ISPS Henda uh, in Northern Ireland, the D&D Real Czech Masters, then the Omega European Masters, which is an awesome fucking tournament in Switzerland if you get a chance to watch that. It is the most beautiful course that they play at. I, I think of any tournament all year. It's amazing. And then you have the Irish Open, which is the week before Wentworth. And I believe everything closes. I could be wrong. I think it closes after the Irish. It may close after Wentworth in terms of the standings, but I believe it's the Irish Open is the last one. 
Are you bringing Fee now? I'm not, no. I don't see what he brings to the table right now. Is there like a corn fairy rider cup that he can be the captain of? No, I'm just saying if it's, yeah, I guess in a, then, okay. Giddy up. Like, listen, he goes T2, T2 at, like all these guys have two weeks of a hot streak in the playoffs and boom, obviously they're elevated above everyone else because we're just going to look at recent form when it comes to a lot of this. But as it stands right now, like, I still think I'd take Justin Thomas over Finau at the moment. Really? Yeah, because at least I can pair him with Spieth or Ricky and, like, have good vibes. I mean, like, if vibes is even part of the conversation, Finau, like, crushes Thomas in vibes. He did not, not, not when you're paired up with his two best friends. Whatever. I just, I, I feel like you have this vision of Fina that he's been really good. He's been really bad. No, 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 no. I just feel like he's like a staple. Any jabroni they want to bring, he's still more valuable to this team then. I then that If you're going to make that comment, then Justin Thomas gets the same comment. No. Why? You, because the, the, they the, both suck. They, they both, both suck. suck so he let's, doesn't... They both suck. So let's not take the two-time major Justin champion. is like a pouty baby. Finau is actually vibes. That is just sort of my point. Now, from a golf sense, you're equal. In strict golf analytics, you're right. There's probably like seven guys better than Finau. But I am, I am, um, it, we know from the selection process of the year, it's not simply about the golf analytics of it. And that's the point. And I don't think Finau has lost his spot, but you made a case that it's much more, it's on a much thinner line than I probably thought. So I, I can't deny that. Yeah, like if we're going to take two guys who are in shit form, I do think the nod goes to the major champion and the guy with the 6-2 and two Ryder Cup record over Finau. I personally wouldn't take either of them. I'd take Sam Burns. I love that. I, almost, I hope they don't bring him. That guy's a killer. They're gonna I'll, bet, I'll bet on Sam Burns and like props for sure, even though I'll be on the European side. I was thinking about betting Sam Burns this week, so I guess we should transition into the Wyndham Championship. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we get to the top. You got Sungjae and Hideki at 16 and 18 to 1, which is just too off what I predicted on the Guess the Line show. So fun times. Burns is 20. Lowry, Henley, Adam Scott are all 22. Siwoo is 25. Aberg is 28. Justin Thomas is 28. Those are all the players sub 30 to 1 at the moment. I've seen Siwoo as high as 32. I've seen a boost of Justin Thomas as a part of an each way of eight places up to 40 to 1. For me, up here, I think it's just going to be Siwoo. There was no one you really mentioned that I see myself betting. But Siwoo would be my favorite of the really good players here. Henley, um, I mean, Henley every single year is in the mix in this tournament. But 22 to 1. This this will be the time that, you know, everyone will play him on DraftKings. No one will bet him outright. Uh, and he'll just win. But, like, do you really want to bet Russell Henley? He's also Tim's one and done this week, too. Russell Henley. Okay, good to note. Uh, no, I, I almost see myself at the moment. I like too many guys in that very next tier, I think. Um, at least I have stars beside names see, in that tier that I'd that's probably rather. Because like I started, like I've made some bets. I haven't bet on Siwoo as of yet, but I plan to. I'm just shopping for the best number. But other than that, I think the lowest guy I bet was 75 to 1. Oh, well, I haven't really bet anything. I bet a guy at sixty six to one though. Who? Uh, Alex Smalley. Okay, you're 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 digging the Smalley this week. Yeah, uh, I'm into that. I, I I just had even when I lost those R.I.P. those Tom Kim tickets. Uh, Smalley was a guy like okay, no Smalley is just going to win this week. So I'm, I, I do like Smalley, and in that next range, um, I don't know if you believe Adam Scott like can ever win again. And then maybe here, and it does feel like a beautiful place for Denny. It does really. Feel I've never like bet it. Denny though. I, I never bet. I mean, I bet Denny at the open instead of Herman. That uh, didn't work out <laughs> too well for my bank account on that one. But then you got like Poston, Denny, Keith Mitchell, Cam Davis, Ben Ann, who's put in some good runs at this tournament. Aaron Rye, like no matter what stats that you check, Aaron Rye is going to rate out really well uh, in recent form and comp courses coming into the week. Kirk Dietrich, Taylor Moore, Harris English. I did have some interest in Taylor Moore. Uh, who had played really well in his debut at this tournament a year ago. And it's just kind of po- since his win. I mean, he had the fourth, the rocket mortgage, which is another Donald Ross course. He had a top five at this tournament last year, obviously a Donald Ross course. He didn't you know, qualify for the tour championship. So he didn't get himself to East Lake, but he had a nice run through the players, which is really nice to see. Uh, and some of the Florida courses, which are in the same part of the country, very similar type of greens that those are the courses that I really look at when I think about trying to find corollaries with the Wyndham, like the main, the main one, really, if you're just talking about winners is Sawgrass, because so many guys 
have won Sawgrass, have actually won at the Wyndham Championship. But Heritage is the other one, which means to a lesser extent, RSM and Colonial would be the places that you'd want to look at too. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Adam Scott, Siwoo Kim. Uh, as for Taylor Moore, he's been so like hit and miss, I feel. Or like there's been a lot of ugly, but his ceiling golf, I like almost better than any of those guys that we mentioned. But I don't know that you bet 55 to one. I would rather bet. Well, what is, yeah, Taylor Moore's 50 to one right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's been bet down a lot. Like if it's Taylor Moore versus, I don't know, I mean, Poston's on a great run right now. And he's, has he won this tournament? Did he win this tournament? He won this tournament, right? No, he won John Deere. Yeah. And he's had some nice runs here and at uh, Heritage in the past. Like between all these guys, it's probably like Ben Ann and Taylor Moore for me. If I was going to go that direction, I just don't think I am. I, th- I think I'd I rather wouldn't. go, I mean, Sungjae's, I mean, if we want to spell it out here, like I won the listeners league for the Wyndham last year. I think it was with the, the all Asian lineup, <laughs> like Asian dudes at Pete Dye courses and Wyndham championship. I know Kenny's going to talk about this on fantasy golf degenerates, but like, that's almost the play here. They, they just dominate. Yeah. I bet mean, John, I bet on John uh, last year he came third or T2 or something. And I mean, not to like skip, you know, down, down the show, but yeah, even SH Kim, like 120, 100, 100 to one would be uh lovely for Kenny's theory this week. Yeah. I mean, it's a theory I put into practice and been very successful <laughs> with it. So, I mean, I don't think but, I can get to Sungjae at 16 to one, but Siwoo and I was thinking about Henley, but I think it's like Burns and Siwoo is probably what I want to do at the top and just drop to 75. Yeah, there there are a lot of guys in this. That's the thing. There are guys in these 30s that feel like perfect for the moment. But you also, in some ways, with Denny, JT is probably might be a smarter play than Denny. I've never bet Denny. Am I like trying to get Justin Thomas or JT Poston? Sorry. Wow. I meant Poston. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's, yeah, that's sort of where. um, That's sort of where we are. And you said I had to check it, Pat. JT for sure won here. Post it. He won here? Yeah. Is that, yeah. 2019. Paul. Yeah, that was what I was putting my hand up for. 2019, JT Post and won the uh, the Wyndham Championship. And he won John Deere last year, right? That would take yes, another Google with search. everyone bet him yeah. but us. Yeah, everyone bet him but us. Yeah, and he has, let's see, a third at the Heritage as well, a sixth at the Heritage, an eighth at the Heritage. So, just to draw the line between those courses. And and I used to always bet him like top 20 at the players championship and he would come 22nd every single year. So there's that too. And he's playing immaculate golf right now. Like he's probably the hottest player coming into the field. He has a second 41st at the open sixth at the Scottish open sixth, the John Deere. Those are his past four. Like you always make the joke about Den. Like, you know, Denny doesn't win. Now you have the guy that's essentially, you know, they're very similar in, in what would be asked and where they have had can have success. And one guy's truly playing great and has won here before and has won twice on tour. Although I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I would maybe I bet both of them. I'm not sure, but I, I like, uh, they both feel real right for this moment and they'll be popular. I'm certain of it. I would tend to agree. I don't know how popular they're going to be. Denny, I can see very popular because 35 has been actually deeper than his numbers have been in this sort of event all season long. A 35 next to Poston is a bit, I mean, he deserves to be 35 to one based on the odds of everyone else that's around him right now, but 
it's a far cry from being like, yeah, you know, 70 to one on posting, 60 to one on posting, 35, like, don't know about that. Yeah, and I could be wrong because I foolishly didn't really have him on my radar last week, but I assume he was in that 50 to 60 um, window. So, yeah, it gets, you know, always joking golf. Like, there's almost nothing more frustrating golf than when you bet outright, you don't really play the placings, a guy plays fantastic, you don't cash anything, you lose, you don't win anything, but you lose the number. It's like, ah, damn it. Um, Here we are. But on that note of a number looking good, I had a chuckle at seeing like Shane Lowry, some places pat as high as 33. And I swear to win the open championship last week, there were a a couple weeks ago, he caught steam to under 40 to one. Now, I don't I think this course won't neutralize golfers in the way Lowry probably needs golfers neutralized for him to um, compete or the putts factor. But from a like a straight correlation of what was asked to win a major a couple weeks ago, relative to everyone else near the top here, like Hideki, Sungjae, Sam Burns all had enormous odds to win two weeks ago. Um, Shane Lowry is essentially close to what the ask was. I found that fascinating, but still, I, I will not be betting him. Okay. Let's see. Poston, Danny, by my rankings, short term. I mean, well, I guess we'll get to him. Smalley is number two in those rankings. So maybe I'll go Siwoo for sure. And then it's either going to be Burns or I guess JT Poston is where I'm going to end up. Interesting stuff. Not what I expected. And by the way, Poston was 55 to one at open at 3M last week at DraftKings Sportsbook. And I will not, although tempted, Pat, and I'm sure the, the, the models will, will tempt. I, I tried it once with Steven Yeager in Detroit. Seems like a lovely player, but he's not a guy I'm going to bet to win golf tournaments. And at 35 under to 50, one. Under, well. yeah. 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 Under this number. I'll, yeah. You could pay the Piper. On, yeah. Not, not for me. Cam Davis will be tempting, but again, it feels like his strength can't really show up here. See, I, 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 I disagree. Think about the places where Cam Davis has had the best runs of his career. Donald Ross courses in Detroit, the Heritage, and the players. So then how do I not bet this, uh, like the enhanced 45? I mean, it's pretty- that seems like that might be the fairest bet on the board. I mean, he's inside the top 20 overall in terms of my metrics over the past 12 rounds, which, again, is very short sample. He was 10th last week at the 3M Open, gained across the board. Uh, and even, like, the miscut, like, he had five consecutive miscuts before the players this year, came T, came T6. Then missed the cut at, I, I can't remember if he was in the, no, he didn't play the Masters. He, in the match play in Valero, he wasn't very good. Then, boom, T7 at the Heritage in a... <laughs> super field so like pete die course like this is a faux pete die course like everyone who plays well at pete die courses plays well at the window yeah i mean i this seems like a bit and i didn't bet him last week i almost uh did he he might have maybe the first guy off that i really liked that i didn't bet not that it mattered surrounded by losers anyway i could see myself in this could be for me after you explain it's such a great fit I don't know. This this one could be for me. So Cam Davis at what's the best you see on him? Yeah, 40, Win only would be forty five. Yeah, forty five is the best I see on him as well. So maybe 
Cam Davis, who's not quite in the same form as Poston, who has won this event before. Although you don't see a lot of repeat champions at Sedgefield. Hmm. I think well, I just... modern in the modern era, Pat, I feel like you once you hit a certain level, you almost stop playing Sedgefield. Like I made that Tom Kim wager, not to be the last time we speak of it because he's dead. Yeah, did and did, oh, that's did, another thing. Did so get, I'm going to start did you, my week. Did you get your money back, or did they just? I don't. I don't have a clue. I'm assuming it's gone. But yes, to my Wyndham, to my Wyndham Clark, to my Wyndham Championship card, I'm essentially already out like 95 bucks. Like it's negative 95 um, in the hole. So that's where uh, we start this sucker. But I feel like you win the Wyndham. Like once you get to a level of player, you're not playing the week before the FedEx Cup. At least you shouldn't be. Yeah, unless you need to get yourself. And I suppose we should talk about that a little bit because when I did the FedEx Cup run through on the research show, obviously the 3M Open wasn't concluded as of yet. So obviously the standings had not been updated. They were projected for real time. But, you know, at that point, Bo Hossler was like T2 or something like that. So he didn't quite get the bump uh, that we were thinking about. So here are the guys on the outside. Well, here's the top five who are in right now. Norman, Spawn, Ben Griffin, Cam Davis and Eckroat are 65 to 70. Ben Taylor, Higo, KH Lee, Lingmurth, David Thomas, Lowry, Justin Suh, SH Kim, Justin Thomas, Matt Wallace, Adam Scott, Joel Damon, Willett, Streelman, Dylon, Woo! Ari All, Bramlett, Callum Taron, Zach Blair, Michael Kim, Bob Shelton, Nasty Nate Lashley, Will Gordon, Lipsky, Woodland, Shez Reevy, and Batia are all guys that need to play themselves into that top 70. So they need a, fuck, a top five should be good now. I don't even think a top five. Like a top three is good enough to get most of those guys in. Now, Higo is like 10 points out. So if he comes like 17th, he should be fine. Yeah, as you were reading that off, I was sort of wondering, like, the players around that Adam Scott name on the list, like, what would they need? Adam Scott like, are... Adam Scott is currently 80 points out of the playoffs. Very doable. Very much so, very doable, but he still needs a good finish. Yeah. Do we like this, uh, the 70-man start? Yes, I do. Because I think it makes 3M, I think it's a benefit to the 3M and the Wyndham Championship. Agreed. Um, yeah, and we always have good players like skipping the first one anyway. I don't mind it at all. I mean, in my head, I'm now thinking about the 70-man field like when we have live players. Um, and that'll, I guess, maybe guys will play more golf. Or I don't know, they'll feel up against it, certainly. So you get 80 FedEx Cup points for a ninth place finish this week. Adam's gone. Maybe so. Guys are really screwed. Like guys need like a top, as you said, a top three that are. Yeah, yeah. Like a third place will get you 190 FedEx Cup points. So that basically yeah. guarantees that you're in. I on the research show, I went back and looked because Matthew Neesmith is like 74 or 64th in the standings. Like, how the fuck is that possible? And then I saw his run through like the Sanderson farms through the Zozo. He was like top 10, four weeks in a row. It's like, yeah, that's good enough to get you in. And is there a week off after Chicago in the tour championship? I don't believe so. I think it's straight through. And when we spoke last week, uh, about the schedule for the fall. 
I did see something on the weekend that they're going to release the fall schedule, which I just assumed was already in place because the website was showing it on PGATour.com, but it might not be set in stone. But yeah, there's no uh, week off. Um, yeah, they've been sort of all over the map with that schedule. And even in that memo they sent to the players, they said they would have had it out by now. Uh, additionally, you know the BMW Championships back at Olympia Fields this year? That's awesome. They should play it there every year. I saw that. That's good. I, I think a lot of our friends in the um, community from the Midwest are are excited to head out for that one. I just like and That'll it. be a 50-man field. That'll be a 50-man super field. Listen, when when you go the whole year, and I like the no WGCs. We went on our no-cut rants um, You know when that whole thing was a thing. But I don't mind it in this like format at the very end of the season. Like a 50-man super field at Olympia Field sounds fantastic. I just don't want like that happening at places like Riviera and Bay Hill and, and those other events that are sort of earmarked for potentially getting that treatment. I'm not in for that. Yeah, it does seem like Tiger's pretty firmly against it. And anything that Tiger is firmly against, the PGA Tour is probably just going to say, okay, Tiger, it's all good. Will you show up and like shake someone's hand? Okay, then you can have as many players in the field as you want. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's true. And hopefully the other event. Yeah. And then with that, um, hopefully things do do follow. I guess it's worth noting, Pat. I didn't really see it, but I saw the, well, by not really see it, I didn't see it at all. Other than some great behind the scenes footage of the caddy stuff. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but kudos to a certain company that I don't know. I don't want to say the name, um, but they, they, the PGA let them sort of freewheel a corn fairy broadcast. And, and by all accounts, they did a really good job. And I didn't like go to link ever, but in the surfing the internet, I saw some clips and I mean, good for good on golf, I think in my opinion, at least. And it seems like it, it went off well. I would agree. I didn't watch any of it, but it did seem like it was the most attention I've seen a Corn Ferry Tour event get. And like, that's great news for the Corn Ferry Tour. Like, it's a very good partner. And that's why I think that the Barracuda Championship should just become the DraftKings Championship and do DraftKings scoring. I mean, you've been doing this, you've been like hammering this for six years. <laughs> if this actually happens, like you'd have to almost hit after Kayla, she got to hit the, the opening tee shot or maybe, something. Maybe. Just let me go to the court. Let us go to the course, and we can be like, because it's the DraftKings championship, the all-DraftKings feed, where it's just us talking shit over the entire thing. Yeah, I'm also, like, probably way too big of a pussy to talk shit to, like, a professional golfer. Unlike, you know, some people, especially on the internet. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean talk shit about the players. I mean, just talk the normal shit that we do, like, when we talk back oh. and forth. Yes. Um, it's not like, fuck um, you, Schwab, yes. Matthias Schwab. Go fuck yourself. Make that <laughs> putt. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that seems good. And also, I mean, obviously, that's like the lower level. I don't think the PGA might ever let that stuff happen at the high level. But it was good to uh, it's good to see. And they got an entertaining tournament, apparently. Okay, so question for you. So let's play just guess the random FedEx Cup standings. Where do you think Taylor Montgomery is in the FedEx Cup standings? So he might have done what you mentioned a minute ago regarding Neesmith. Like, he must have piled it up in the fall. So 72, because you're asking? He is 50. 
fuck off. Yeah, he's currently in the BMW field. I don't know if the guy's okay. Made, it is I, so I, broken. I, I don't know if the guy has made a cut in 2023. It is so broken. I don't. I mean, I don't know that people care because I don't know that there's going to be much clamoring for the guys that don't get in. But that feels super broken. I, How that's well, possible? But you, but I guess it just shows every golfer couple hot weeks makes your year and we know that about pro golf so i don't know yeah i i I, I would argue the opposite of it i don't feel like it's broken at all i think it's good incentive to show up to these fall swing tournaments yeah no as i sort of talked myself through it i also think yeah it keeps everyone on their ball like just a couple good weeks is all you really need to make your whole season kind of feel like it was worthwhile and you are right those events that happen during football We've seen guys ride those. You ride those all the way to East Lake. We've been seeing that for years. So kudos if you can pull it off. There's a couple other guys that are up here. And I'm just trying to like reverse engineer in my mind. It's like, how the hell are they this high up in the standings? Like, for example, Harris English, who I thought was like hurt for half the year, but I guess that was last year. Harris English is 43rd in the standings. Brendan Todd is 42nd. Andrew Putnam is 46th. Like Hadwin is 39th, and I can only remember him having one good tournament. Maybe I just have a bad memory for these things, but it's just it's it, it's weird to me that these guys like Patrick Rogers is almost identical to Sung Jay in terms of FedEx Cup points. And almost identical to Matt Fitzpatrick, who won an elevated event. Yeah, I don't really have a um I don't really have a response. Other than, I guess I don't know if it's broken, but it just seems weird. Yeah, very weird indeed. What is what has Todd done? He was second at John Deere, eighth at Wells Fargo, second at Pebble Beach, seventh at the CJ Cup, ninth at the Fortinet earlier in the year. Like that's all he's done. Doesn't seem like a lot. At least Harris English has like high, he has shitty finishes, except for in elevated events and like the US Open, he was eighth. Uh, Quail Hollow, third. API, second. Uh, Riviera, 12th. Like that's his year. And those are worth more, so that actually makes sense. I see I've bored you. So yeah. I've probably spent enough time. No, it's not that it bored me. I'm just sort of like a mate. Like we're just this malaise, but it's also this weird thing where no one really gives a shit about them and no one really gives it it's highly unlikely anyone really gives a shit about the guys on the bubble who miss. So there's no like uproar from the outside. And unless internally guys want to change it, like I don't really care, I guess, but it's weird. See this. And I never looked at it like you have, but we're the week out in front of it. So I guess it's time to stare down that list. Just sounds like a lot of guys. I will not be betting. Yeah, no, absolutely. But one of these guys like Patrick, I can see Patrick Rogers playing well at Olympia Fields if he gets through. That just seems like a course where he would be long off the tee, you know, good short game, good putter. It's kind of the same reason he always has like two good rounds at the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship every single year. And that's going to be probably the most difficult non-major of the season once we get to the BMW Championship. Or you could just bet Mr. BMW Championship, Patrick or Patrick Cantley, and uh, just you know, walk away with your money. Him and Justin Thomas are the kings of the BMW Championship. But I thought this was a 
this is where the PGA should step up and, you know, the gambling companies and us and everyone like that should really try to Trojan horse our way into this broadcast. And I think that the Wyndham and the first round of the FedEx Cup at St. Jude are the perfect opportunities to do this because you don't have to put it around a cut sweat. You don't have to mention gambling. You don't have to mention DraftKings scoring or anything like that and whose lineups are up and whose lineups are down. What you do is just do the cut sweat, but just completely feature everyone on the bubble trying to get into the playoffs. They'd be all for that. Just, you know, hey, FedEx Cup, we need 500K more money per year, and we'll give you your own FedEx Cup standings broadcast. Yeah, the bubble broad, yeah, bubble boy broadcast. Yeah, uh, the, Fed- yeah the FedEx bubble. Money. Pop, pop them bubbles with FedEx, which is the most fun part of FedEx. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you watch Friday afternoon this week. It is literally the only time all year where, well, it's not a cut sweat. The elements of a cut sweat actually exist on a PGA broadcast. For sure. And then if you can, and it'll be there on Saturday and it will be there on Sunday as well as people jockeying for position up and up and down in the standings in real time throughout the playoffs. They love talking about the real time projections. If we get a real time broadcast around it, well, then it just shows that they can do it. And once they can prove the concept that they can do it, we can have everything that we want. That is true. On the other hand, they're probably like, God, this goddamn Wyndham. At least we have this FedEx Cup thing to carry 89% of our broadcast. That's true. If we give it to someone else, like, what? Like, it's carrying our work here, would be Dan Hicks's take. I don't have to think about things. It's great. Dan Hicks would be all over that, I think. Yeah. I don't know, Dan. Hicks. Um, and I don't even know where we are. Honestly, this is so embarrassing. Was golf even on CBS or NBC yesterday? I, I, it was on CBS this week. I believe it's on CBS this this week yeah. as well. But it's like Andrew Catalog. Oh, yeah, Certainly G- not Jim, G- Nance. G- Jim Nance. was not showing up to the Twin Cities. He wasn't even calling it no, from his but, hotel room. Yeah, they, they did the... Uh, saw they had that NFL schedule out too on Nance's routes. I was hoping. Uh, never mind. 50 to 1 and up. For this week, this is when I really hit the board. Like, there's guys that I really like in this 50 range. Uh, you had mentioned Taylor Moore. I like him. Uh, no, you mentioned him. I mentioned Alex Smalley. Oh, yeah. Alex Smalley, I, you like. And he popped up really highly up in my numbers. We talked about Billy Horschel pre show. He's at 60 to 1. I'm assuming there's bigger numbers than that. I saw him pop up. Him and Snedeker were just randomly on the leaderboard and on TV when I was watching yeah. it. And Billy was put sticking everything. And he just missed every single putt on Saturday and Sunday. It was not even close. Eric Cole is someone that I like a lot. Hadwin is apparently amazing. One of the top 30 players on the PGA Tour, despite me not recalling him doing anything, is, you know, 55 to 1. They're all in that range. Uh, You have Kuchar at 65 to 1. Uh, Hubbard is 70 to 1. I think they're all very interesting. Brandon Wu uh, is another one at 75 to 1. Probably just play him on DraftKings. Shank is 75 to 1. Hardy had a nice little run last week. You know, he's won the team event already this year. He's at 80 to 1. Uh, Mac Hughes actually showed up a little bit as well at 90 to 1. Lucas Glover, I was all about him the last two weeks, and now I feel like I don't want anything to do with him, but that's probably stupid. But he rates out number one in my short-term modeling still, even though the putter has gone backwards on him. He's 90 to one. He missed the cut last week. The ball striking was still fine for him, just like it was fine for Taylor Pendrith. And that's actually where I started my card again. So, uh, I bet him at 75 to one for Taylor Pendrith. Now his odds are down from last week. This is a weaker field. And, you know, he's played well at the players. He played well at this tournament last year. He's played really well at the Rocket Mortgage, another Donald Ross course. And I'll continue to ride the strong driving and the better approach play and just hope that he doesn't just gag it on the greens again. 
I mean, I'm always down for some Pendrith. I was intrigued by your Cole mention because he does feel like a sort of a poor man's Denny in the market, right? Yeah. Like double the price, but it's the same shtick. 100%. Uh, So that kind of had my attention, had a star out there. And hold on a second. You didn't even mention Norrin. Because I, I didn't get to the guys. I started with the, I didn't mention any of the guys that I bet, just guys that I could see oh, making a case for. sorry. So you haven't bet Pendrith? No, I did. Pendrith was the first guy that I bet, and he was at 75 to 1. Okay, sorry. We were just dancing around the guys on your, okay, sorry. Yeah, um, but like you had mentioned, the... there's a lot of guys, like I could throw out the five that I bet in this range and put in a new five, and you know, that's all the same to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get it. There's a lot of feels like interchangeable names here. Uh, so can I guess then, guys, you bet? Yeah, family feud style. There are five guys in this range. Top five answers on the board. Taylor Pendrith is the number one answer. We already know that. Who is two, three, four, and five? Okay, well, Alex Noren, because we cheated. Bing! Um, 90 to so one with the- five places, Alex Noren. Okay, don't don't mind that. And I guess there's a little angle there. I mean, not that I don't think that's the reason you bet him, but like we said off the top, he might actually make the Ryder Cup team. That had that, that was able I, to pull I, that off. I can assure you that had no bearing on why I bet Alex Norton. I just think yeah, he's, Norton, playing, yeah. he's sneakily playing a little bit better. He was just top ten. I mean, we've seen him contend for a players' championship in the past, albeit a while ago. But still, it's nice to have that in your back pocket. But since the U.S. Open, he was top 10 at the Rocket Mortgage. He was top 25 at the Open. He was top 15 last week. And he's putting lights out again. And the approach play is back. He just needs to drive it a little bit better. But this course doesn't favor accuracy over distance. But it is an equalizer course because of the length of this course. That You don't need to be super long off the tee. You just need to hit some fairways. Okay. Um, so I guess I'm just going to at least pl- mention some Mayo staples to score some easy points here. Oh, you might, um, you, guys that have, you might be uh, pleasantly unsurprised by this. Okay. Well, in the end, then I still have to just say their names like Doug Gim. No, nope. Higo felt. No, okay. I was on them last week and they both had pretty good weeks, but no, I am not on them this week. Okay. So that's, I thought maybe uh, Justin, sir. Yes. 80 to one. Ding. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, a smart guy would have said that name first once you said, no, don't go to my staple. Uh, are you riding this Kevin U train at 100 or we said we're stopping in front of 100? Uh, I don't have anyone at 100. So I, Kevin U, I did get a good look at, but uh, no. Got two guys left. Ben on Griffin. List. Ben Griffin. Uh, he's okay. He's still on my short list of guys I still might bet on, but no, he is not currently someone I, I have money on at the moment. Now I feel like uh, I'm not doing very well. Um, well, there's a lot of names here, and a lot of them kind of stick out, don't they? Yes, they do. Nick Hardy? Nick Hardy is not one of them, but there is someone else at 80 to 1 that I bet, I guess depending on where you're, where you're looking. So there's one 80 to 1, one 90 to 1. Spence? No, I'm going to take that back. Um... Now I feel like I've gone real shit at this, but uh, 90 to one, you're not going there. For who? Eckroat. It's not Eckroat. Svensson was actually the answer. <laughs> no. Okay. Svensson at there 80 to one. And then uh, I had to bet some young guns because, you know, there's a breakthrough spot. So I bet Kevin Streelman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it does feel like a love. See, this is this course is essentially like having a home run derby moving in the fences 100 100. <laughs> yeah. And then some second baseman's just going to like 
hit as many as as the bomber, but they're just plopping over the fence. Like numbers count the same. For sure. Like when I broke down the average shot distribution, I mentioned all those courses, but if we think about Pete Dye corollaries a little bit, like the Travelers, it's not as many wedges as the Travelers, but it's still the same type of you don't need to be a bomber course. Obviously, Streelman got really hot there one year. I think he ended with eight consecutive birdies or seven consecutive birdies and won it. Valspar is more in this region of same approach distance for him. He was just second. He was second last week, man. He dominated T to green, gained nine strokes T to green, gained almost three on the greens. Uh, he's hit or miss. This we know that he can miss the cut just as easily as he can get in contention. But he's someone that just kind of <laughs> circles the drains a little bit. Like he's only he's won twice on the PGA Tour. That's always nice to see. Um, let's see. Two years ago, he was seventh at this tournament. He was, he's was he been sixth. He's been 18th. Like He doesn't have a great history at the Wyndham Championship. But I do feel like he's someone you want to catch in form at the moment. And it seems like he's turned the corner on being in form. like it. That was a pretty decent... That was a pretty decent sell. Um, and you mentioned that Ben Griffin is is on your list, though, as well, right? Yeah, I really like his odds. Yeah, I I, I don't listen. Eric Cole is having the better year than Ben Griffin, but I mean, Ben Griffin was what fourth this tournament last year. That was like his break, it, big, big break onto the scene. It's pretty much like a betting card. Well, no, because you got some nice guys. You are, well, you're thinking about Pendrith, but it's really my betting card could just be like a handful of poor. Poor man, Denny McCarthy's. Yeah, and when you go look at, listen, I think we think about Ben Griffin's year and think that it's better than it's been because it hasn't at all. But when you see where he's done his best work, like he made the cut at Colonial, he made the cut at Heritage, he made the cut at the Players, he made the cut at Valspar, he made the cut at Honda, he made the cut at Sony, and he made the cut at RSM. Like those are all the tournaments that you want to look for for this. For uh, maybe there's a make the cut bet on Ben Griffin that we can make, but he has gained on approach. I mean, I don't have the numbers from the open, so let's throw the open like it doesn't exist in there. He missed the cut against the world's best players over in the UK, but other than that, he's gained on approach in eight straight. He's back to putting well. He's gaining off the tee marginally. Like that's where we want to see it. And at the Wyndham last year, I mean, no one was going to beat Tom Kim in his 13 strokes game putting, but he gained four on approach, three and a half around the greens, four on the greens, and was break even putting like you do that again and make a few more pots and i think he could win so maybe i will bet ben griffin you sold me i didn't sell myself um okay and other than that from like the the bombs uh, i bet crazy carl 200 to 1 with 10 places and fuck it zach blair 300 to 1 10 places guys in good form shouldn't be 300 to 1 you should be like 100 to 1 <laughs> Yeah, and listen, I mean, talk about poor man's like, you know, setup. This is this is an optimal Zach Blair setup. Yes. Optimal Zach Blair setup. Uh yeah, there's some real, real ugly names when you go down this board. So I would agree that of the names I'm looking at at 300 to one, uh, Zach Blair definitely has what almost feels like exponentially more life at this moment than any of them. Uh, going to a place like this I, I my bomb for me i mentioned kind of at the top trying to piggyback the south korean vibes but uh sh kim would be uh would be a guy that i feel like i don't know always sort of is popping up one of the few things i've gotten right in some of these shitties of shitty events this season has been sh kim you know sh kim has one top 20 finish this year 
Yeah, you wouldn't. It doesn't sort of feel like that because he has these like spike moments. Right. And maybe I am just sort of looking at how he's been effective for me in, in DraftKings or other ways. But I expect to be have no money left by the time we get to these bombs. I, I suppose and on that note, Pat, what an insane like. We did obviously, uh, I guess it would have been Bay Hill. And that was so long ago. But Bay Hill was literally the first place where we got, I feel like, a long shot winner in Kitayama. And the amount of essentially underdog long shot winners that we got this year is like blows me away. And obviously, it's part of the reason the season maybe hasn't been so good for me. Even if the winners were coming in my range, I probably would have missed them. But just wow. Like, I never saw that coming. I really didn't. And to speak of it, the amount of like high-end players with zero wins this year. And we know winning is hard, but the consortium of names to go winless, like mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Oh, I don't like this. The, the odds just shifted on me to 38 to 1 for Cameron Davis. Can I still get this one? Cameron Davis 45 to 1. Yeah, there we go. Easy stuff. So let's get to the quick picks and the one and dones for the final event of the PGA regular season. I'm going to, I just bet on Siwoo at 35 to one. I just bet on Cam Davis at 45 to one to go along with Pendrith at 75, Svensson at 80, Suh at 80, Ben Griffin at 80, Norton and Strillman both at 90 with five places. And then crazy Carl Juan, 200 to one, Zach Blair, 300 to one with 10 places. And if I haven't used him, I'm using C woo as my one and done for the week. But I will check to see if I've used him or not. I haven't. Man, I really shouldn't have burned Brian Harmon at the Sony Open. Should have saved him for the Open Championship. Hey, you you had a vibe. This could be big year ahead for Harmon. Uh, the bet that I have made is Alex Smalley. The bets that I'm looking around, like I will be in those 30s. And Scott, Poston, McCarthy, I don't know. I like them all. But I probably can't afford them all because I haven't been hitting any anything um and as i sort of talked myself to cam davis 45 being the safest or what seemed like the fairest bet here you're saying they're disappearing so now i've got to probably run to catch the one that's left uh you can go to a canine yes canine site if yeah if that's the one that you want to play yeah i knew exactly uh yeah I saw where it moved, and then I heard you say it was still there. So the other one. <laughs> yeah, you, you know the order of books that I look at? <laughs> uh, well, I watched the other one move, and I saw the 45 was available at the, that other one. So I'm like, okay, that's where it's – and that's probably better for me because I actually have a few crumbs in that account. Me too, from the Open Championship, because who was the absolute goober who finished top 40 for me? Someone. I had a big bet on it. It was like the only bet that I hit. I think it was Ben Ann, top 40 or something. He's uh, 40, 40 to 1 this week. I know. I like him. But that's going to be a DraftKings play. Like, I'd rather bet Cam Davis the exact same number. Yes. Even or even Jesus. a few of those guys, Aaron Rye, even Taylor Moore behind him. Nothing against Ben Ann. Sort of to your Taylor Moore point, there are guys in front of Taylor Moore that I feel like I'd much rather bet Taylor Moore, though I haven't yet. Yeah, I think I would, too. I think I'll trust Cam Davis there. We kind of did that. Now watch Russell Henley win after we didn't go for it. So I'm using Siwoo. Cuss is using Henley as his one and done. You're using Smalley? Sure. Yeah. That way Why I not? That way I don't have to go look because I'm almost certain you have not used him. 
I hope not. Although the wheat, maybe John Deere, I bet him and oh, shit. whatever. Now he used Aberg at John Deere, I think. No, that was Tim. Was it? I didn't even touch Aberg at John Deere. If I can't have Smalley, give me. I'm gonna take someone shitty. Uh, give me Poston. Well, let me. Go. I have not used. It. You have not used Poston. Let's see. I, I can just scroll. just give me. Po- okay. So. Who do you want? I'll take Smalley because that was my first instinct, and I'm drawing dead anyway. Well, I don't know. If Aaron is listening, can you please update the one and done standings? We're six weeks behind. I'd like to know where I where I'm sitting going into the finals because I'm not that far behind Cust. And you said Cust was using Henley. Yeah, Cust is using Henley. You used Hadwin at the John Deere, so you have Poston and you have. Uh, I'll take Smalley. Okay, so Smalley is your one and done. Yeah. All right, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. We got football Tuesday, football on Thursday, and Ben Raza on Wednesday for all the final information on the Wyndham Championship. So please smash the like and check back for the Listener's League in the video version because I still don't know. I just got a few new emails here, Jeff. Do I have it? I don't have it. Uh, Once I get the link, I will put it in there and I'll tweet it out. And of course, I'll involve it in the newsletter. Completely free to sub to down in the description. We're going to have some awesome football stuff coming out too in that regard. So thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.